And then I would like to share with everyone my favorite Goodreads review of all time, because it does indeed come from this book. And it's from our friend Riley. We'll slap my ass and say yeehaw. I guess I do like one cowboy. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Podcast. We're going small town, yeehaw country. But before we get into flawless, um, Sav, how are you doing? Well, Emily and I are doing something a little different this week, and it's seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm not really a morning person, but you know, you'll do anything for your bestie, and that's the vibe that we're carrying into the week. How are you? I'm good, a little bit busy. So my hinge is updated. Mm. I think I might have a date soon. Um, yeah. That's, that's kind it. of about it. That's school's the same. Um, I haven't really been reading that much, but just be bopping. Just be bopping. Loving life. Yeah. Oh, I do have something I have to talk about. There is this hockey series that I found, and I don't want to blast the author. I really don't. It's only okay, so it's on Kindle and it's the Are you gonna be a bitch right now? I'm so excited. So So, we got great news announcement yesterday because the next book in the center and virtual series is coming out. And then so I kept saying so I'm seeing that everywhere, and I'm seeing this hockey series everywhere. It's like 16 books, and apparently, like everybody loves these books. When it wasn't such a popular series, they were on Kindle Unlimited. Tell me why now these books that are 200 to 250 pages long are $8 on Kindle. No. <laughs> that is oh, that's $2 less than a whole Kindle limited subscription. That is crazy. Criminal. $8. Is it popular? I think it got popular, but I think it kind of like is not as popular anymore. Because it was on Kindle Unlimited, so everybody was reading it. I even had to pay for the deal, like the Briar U yeah. campus series. But I still think I only paid like $3 or $4. Yeah. And like there is one book in this, like there's one that I really, really, really want to read out of the 16. But I'm like, I don't want to spend $8. Does it have a man on the cover? I feel strongly that you shouldn't have to. If there's a naked man on the Every, cover, it should of, not be more than $5. All of them have a naked man <gasps> on the cover. I'm going to Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's are you gonna blast the name of the series or no? You're keeping it to your chest. <laughs> I gotta look it up again. But other than that, that's my little rant. I don't really have any rants. Honestly, I'm so peaceful and calm over here. <laughs> or maybe it's just because I'm so sleepy. So the series I was talking about is the Arizona Vengeance series. The Arizona Vent. Well, now I have to look it up. No, this is not worth eight dollars. Eight dollars. How are you going to give something that has only five hundred and twenty-one reviews? How are you going to charge eight dollars for it? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Apparently, there's drama going on because people have been. I saw this on our Instagram yesterday, which is like very bookstagram heavy. People have been pirating, I guess, like Kendall Unlimited 
indie books and there's like a whole ass petition going around did you see that no I did not see that I wish I could remember who it was I love that we're like on the fray of what bookstagram is because there's a lot of fucking drama and I'm just scrolling eating it up so much drama I have decided when we were reading this book I had this thought I think that nurses no more tea than any other profession because how much shit unfolds in a hospital you know what I mean like I've had my own personal family drama exposed in a hospital no you know that they have to have the tea they have like, so much tea like you're telling me like labor and delivery nurses don't have tea oh they got the <laughs> fucking tea for sure like are you telling me that they don't have the tea yeah, especially, like, if the husband isn't there. I just, I don't, and, like, emergency room nurses, they have a specific title. I can't think of it. But they've got the tea. Sometimes I just want the tea. Because I just want the tea. At my core, I'm just a little gossiper, and I can't help it. It's all yeah. I want in life. Yeah. So. And see, this is the one, back to the Arizona Vengeance, this is the one I want to read. So, he was best friends with this guy. The guy died. And the guy kind of took care of the sister, and the sister is sick. But she loses the insurance when her brother dies. So, he marries her for insurance purposes. That was a lot to try to <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But $8? But I was like, that's GCT i would marry somebody for insurance purposes oh 100 <laughs> i would marry somebody to cash a check i would marry someone for insurance yeah i just gotta do what you gotta do i'm also reading a book right now well i say reading i kind of got into a little slump because i i was on such a good bender and it came to an end and so I have been attempting to read books, but then I get like 3% into them and I'm like, ugh. Or there's 700 pages and I'm like, fuck this. Like, I don't have time for this. But there's one, it's called Restore Me. And she, it's enemies to lovers, but her husband died and she and the best friend are going to get together, but they are fighting currently. And I don't know what they're fighting about because I made it <laughs> four pages into the book. Oh shit, that happens four pages in. Yeah, that you know that he died and you know that they don't like each other. Damn. Right? Maybe I should give it another try. It's called Restore Me by... Let me find the author. I have lots of thoughts about marrying your deceased husband's friend. Yeah. Okay, it's by J.L. Seegers interesting you would or would not marry your is deceased husband the right way to say you would or would not marry your rested beloved no emily again (laughs) if you got a cash check that's fine (laughs) if you're just a little lonely that's okay i mean obviously enough time had to have passed i don't know I still think it's kind of fucked. Listen, if Seth dies, someone's going to have to come marry me because I don't know how to date. I don't know 
how to fix things in my home. I don't know how to take care of my car. Like I have a lot of issues. Someone's going to have to come help me. Um, I texted Sav when this man was texting me. I said, we have to get our brain cells working. We got to start coming up with these responses. And Sav was like, I haven't dated. I haven't flirted with somebody on the internet in years. I know this bitch is relying on me to help her. And I'm like, I'm so rusty. Like, so, so rusty. But, hey, I did. And she secured the bag. And that's what friendship is. Period. The cast for It Ends With Us came out. Oh, and it's hot garbage. Steaming pile of garbage. Not excited. Don't get me wrong. I love, love, love Blake Lively. But that is not not who I saw as being casted at all. Here's my thing. Blake Lively, Lord bless her. But Gossip Girl, when she was in, she was older than our age during Gossip Girl. Yeah. And I was like 12. So no, you're too old to be doing this. I really think that we, I don't have any reason to do this, but I really think that Colleen Hoover should be canceled. I'm kind of over it. I have, it starts with us and I haven't touched it. Okay, let's talk about what we've been reading. What have you been reading? Okay, so I finished Even If It Hurts by Sam Mariano. Oh, okay. This one was the one that was dedicated to Jacob Elordi because of Nate Jacobs. I feel like you struggled through this one because you've been reading it for a while. So it was a little thick. There were times where I wanted, I gave it a five and there's times where I gave it a one star. Mm -hmm. But Dare is such a true psycho. Like, I think he could be Killian's evil twin brother. (laughs) So if I'm saying... We all know the level of psycho that Killian is. And then you have Dare. So, like, I think it was great. And then there are some aspects in the end that was, like, oh, this, like, I hate, like, things were going so well. And, like, you kind of, like, Dare, like, redeemed himself. But then, like, the ending, I was, like, oh, damn. Oh. So would you recommend it or no? I would. I don't know. I'm kind of down the middle. I don't want to give like a spoiler for like why I hate it. Like he gets like so controlling down to the fact that like he doesn't let anybody be like her friend. Like she's oh, no, like, that's toxic that. behavior. Yeah, and he like will like threaten to like kill them. Yeah, I mean like that's kind of fun at first, but not for friendship. Only for yeah. other men. Yeah, like like other like gal friends. So. It is, I don't know, I thought I really liked, like, the sweet parts of the book, so I don't even think I ever, like, finalized a rating, and then um, I finished Flawless, which we're covering today, 4.5 stars, loved it, I'm going to start Final Offer by Laura Asher, which is the last book in the Dreamland Billionaire series. I did technically start Final Offer because I did get about eight pages into it. <laughs> It was one of those that I was like, this is too long. But it is Second Chance. Did you know this? It is. I'm excited. I love, I like stories where they have to fulfill a goal to get like money. Yeah. Like a trust or something. Same. I don't know how I felt about the whole Dreamland Billionaire series. I think I liked the first one. Didn't love the second one. And I'm hoping that the third one is going to like end us on a high. See, I liked the first one, loved the second one, because the second one was marriage of convenience. 
Yes. And I love, love, love it. And then we'll see what this one is. Well, I have been reading a little. So I read The Princess Trap by Talia Hibbert. We like didn't even think about this last week because it was Valentine's Day, but it's also Black History Month. So I want to read like more Black authors and also more Black leads this month. So if you have any recommendations, please let me know. And if you are also looking to read more Black authors and more Black leads, I would highly recommend Talia Hibbert. She has the Brown Sister trilogy. So get a life. Chloe Brown. Yeah. I think it starts with Chloe. I love that series. I love them all. They're like plus size. It has all kinds of representation. So would highly recommend. And then if you have any like Black authors or Black leads, please let me know. Slide in the DMs. I'm open. And then I went down. I've gone down a little rabbit hole. (laughs) I'm almost done. So I read the first two books of the St. View Psycho series by L. Thorpe. Seth last night was asking me to explain this to him, and I'll give you the the quick and dirty of it. We are setting up for a reverse harem. We haven't gotten there yet. She's independently fucking all three of them, but we've only had one threesome. The two guys in the threesome, one is the leader of a local motorcycle gang. The other one is a person who has multiple personalities, and his... His dominant personality is very kind. His not dominant personality is a little more like psycho-ish. And the dominant personality is currently out to play. I can't tell you the whole thing. I don't want to spoil it if anybody wants to read it. And then the third guy in the potential harem is her, again, do we say deceased? (laughs) It's her dead brother's best friend. And he's 15 years older than her. Again. We're fucking independently everyone, but we have not all fucked yet, except for Psycho and the leader of the motorcycle gang. And they also did some gay shit together, which I was very into. But yeah, I'm the last book is next. So I'm going to ra- finish out the series, see how I feel about it. It was it's pretty good. She's plus size and everyone's obsessed with her. And that makes me feel good about my body. So I'm thankful for that. That's an interesting harem. <laughs> it is. There's even a better plot twist, but I don't want to say it in case anybody wants to read it. But like every book is in it on a little bit of a cliffhanger, which I do like. I like in a series when like you, you keep me coming back. So yeah, I'm going to finish it out today, probably, and report back on how I found it. Excited to hear. And if you're looking for um, another good uh, Black author, Denise Williams is really good. She wrote one of my favorite books, How to Fail at Flirting, and she has a few that follows that same world. Um, really good spice, really good plot. Like it's, um, I bought like all the hard copy of her other books because I just really enjoyed her writing. Yeah, I'm also thinking I'm going to read like a little, you know, I hate nonfiction, but I bought Hood Feminism. So I think I'm going to try that. And then I also bought a collection of essays about like Black women. So I'm going to get into that too. So Listen, I don't read nonfiction unless it's to better the world. So getting into Flawless. So Elsie Silvers is a Canadian romance author who currently lives just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia, with her husband, son, and three dogs. She's been reading romance books since before she was probably supposed to and has never stopped. She's also a big fan of her quiet 5 a.m. mornings where she can sip a hot cup of coffee and disappear into a fictional world without interruption, and she can't wait to share her worlds with us. 
Bucks by Silver include off to the races, a photo finish, and a false start. And today we'll be covering Flawless, which is the first book in the Chestnut Spring series. And our dedication today, I really enjoy. It says, honestly, I wrote this book for myself, for the girl who never quite knew what she wanted to do with her life, and for the women who figured it out. I know, that's such a cute dedication. I like that. So getting into the plot, so Rhett Eaton is the bad boy of the bull riding community, and when one single comment about disliking milk threatens to ruin his image, his agent decides that Rhett Eaton needs a babysitter. That babysitter is Summer, who happens to be the agent, Kip's daughter. Summer is the ultimate rule follower who is constantly wanting people's approval, which is the complete opposite of the rule breaker, Rhett. The two start out not wanting anything to do with each other after work, but after a night on the road where Summer's heater breaks, the two kindle into more of a friendship. When the tension between the two breaks, an explosive night between the two happens and their love story begins. Through the travel, rodeos, and more, Summer stays by Rhett's side, but when a brutal injury hurts Rhett, he is left choosing between the woman he loves and the sport he loves. We all know at this point how skeptical I am of a small town yeehaw romance, but this shit made me really want to say giddy up. <laughs> I loved the premise of the story. Bad boy bull rider says he hates milk, and then all these little farmers that he represents get absolutely bent and all up in arms, and he starts losing sponsors, and so then he gets a babysitter. And Summer comes in really wanting to be professional. And, like, rain in this cowboy. But, of course, they have to live together. And, of course, he's hot. And, of course, she's the first person in his life who has ever made him feel like someone worthy of love. I don't know. I just really enjoyed that whole story coming together. Here's, I docked it half a star for this reason. And I'm curious to know if you feel the same. I think Rhett was, like, kind of a man child. Like, he, he kind of we developed which I appreciate but he was a little immature he was a little annoying and he like did shit to rile people up and I was like come on like you are too old for this yeah no I felt the same way also I was on Goodreads last night (laughs) I was on Goodreads last night do you have a picture of the cover in your head yes okay I want you to pull it up on your phone the cover of the book yeah because i pictured red to have like blonde hair no i pictured red to have you have no idea what i'm about to say to have like maybe long hair down to his ears are you looking at the cover of the book i am his hair is like as long as hers is i didn't realize his hair is so long so that gave me the ick when I was on Goodreads last night looking into it. I thought it was like here. I did too, but no, it's like real long according to the cover of the book. Ew. So again, a little bit of a man child. And then upon discovering that he had hair down to his nips. <laughs> However, I really, I did really enjoy this book. I read it a couple of weeks ago. Just no highlights, just vibes. That's that's where I was coming from reading. And you know I really like something if I'm just eating it up. So a couple of things that really stuck out to me that I enjoyed. 
Dr. Asshole being married to her sister. I screamed. I my screamed. My jaw was on the floor. Like, what? That was crazy. A plot twist that I did not see coming. Again, this is what made me think that nurses have every bit of tea. Because could you imagine being in that hospital and watching this all go down? And he gets decked in the face. Like, do you think yak yak is a thing in hospitals? It's gotta be. (laughs) I like, I don't know if like Yogan, like, I don't write it, but I feel bad for Winter because she just wanted to be friends. I know, I feel bad for Summer because she just wanted to be friends with her sister so badly. Yeah, her sister was kind of a frigid bitch. Yeah, and her sister found out about it was just, it was just messy. I mean, but would you ever be friends with your sister if you found out that she fucked your husband before you were married to him and you and knew about it? You know what I mean? I know, but like Summer stopped though. Yeah, but she still should have told Winter that he was fucking her at age 16. That's true. That's true. She should have said it. Like she should have. Yeah, like I don't think you can come back. There's no coming back to friendship from that personally. No, no. And Winter's pregnant from him. It just he's uh, oh, the messiness. Big fucking yikes. Um, I also really liked the way that this is fucked up, but I liked that Summer had a heart condition. <laughs> it transformed the way that she thought about life. Like her classic, if you died right now, would you be happy question? I don't know. I just really enjoyed that aspect of the book and that everyone knew that that was like her mantra and it changed the way that she viewed life so like obviously not that she had a heart condition but the way that she handled it I really enjoyed the way Rhett started to look in the stands for summer to whistle for him every night was so fucking cute like I was dead when she started whistling and then she kept whistling I was like oh we're falling in love for sure and then I would like to share with everyone my favorite Goodreads review of all time because it does indeed come from this book and it's from our friend Riley. We'll slap my ass and say yeehaw. I guess I do like one cowboy. That's so funny. Listen, I have to start my review off but the fact that this all started over a comment about milk <laughs> is so funny and his friends constantly remind him of this. Like at the bar they sent him milk drinks. Like, Summer ordered him milk on the airplane. Like, I just think it's so funny because it's over milk. I also don't think not liking especially cow's milk is, like, that hot of a take. Yeah. Yeah, I, I only do almond milk. Seth can drink a, a big old glass of just straight cold cow's milk. He'll drink it with, like, dinner. It's disgusting. Yeah, no. No. I love the plot of this book and I liked how like what's that like sad like you said it was bad boy meets good girl but I like how raw and emotional the book did get at times I did like how Rhett got Summer out of her comfort zone and in the end I'm happy that Kip did fire her from the job and she like did and he didn't fire her because she did anything wrong it's that like everybody realized that Summer wasn't happy and so she finally got to take charge of her life I giggled when the heat was broken and he just swoops in and grabs her stuff because I was like, here we go, the one bed trope. But when they're sleeping and he tucks her feet into his calves to keep her warm, I was like, this man's a goner. I was like, how do you not propose on the spot? And I do think that the side characters were also developed really well. 
like his family, Jasper, the friend, her best friend, Willa. So it was kind of like, like you got like warm, happy feelings. I love the text messages at the beginning of the chapters. Those were so funny. And I think my favorite one was when she kept trying to tie it fuck, but it kept coming back as duck and Rhett responded with quack. Like that <laughs> shit killed me. And then, so when he meets Dr. Douchebag at the hospital and he is being, Dr. Douchebag is being mean to Summer and Rhett goes, talk to her again like that again and I'll fucking bury you. And trust me, you won't be missed. That hot. was hot. So hot. And then he says, I don't know what this is between Summer and me, but I want to worship at her throne. I want to give her the best of everything, the best of me. So cute. It reads like a Nicholas Sparks novel, truly. Yes, but I do think that he is a man-child at some point. Like, you're 32. But the thing is, I understand he was getting upset that his family was getting upset and telling him not to ride anymore. But I think he was acting like a man-child about people telling him to retire. But it's like, dude, you're, like, breaking ribs. Yeah, your body is fucking destroyed absolutely like you could die at any moment yeah so when his brother popped off on him i was like good kate put him in his spot because he's acting like a child about this whole retirement thing yeah i think he was a bit of a man child and i kind of i don't know i was just like i thought that the best character in this book was willa the friend i loved willa and i liked his dad yeah, his dad was also great. Like, I didn't dislike Summer or Rhett, but I don't want to be Summer or Rhett. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't want to be Summer or Rhett also. So we, some, Summer at times did piss me off too. Yeah. Summer was giving white bread. <laughs> like, why are you picking up Dr. Juice's, like, why are you picking up his phone calls? Like, girl. Let it Just go. block it. Just block it. He won't bother you. Just block it. I mean, he's your brother-in-law, though. That's complicated. <laughs> That's true. But I was like, I was like, girl. And she was like, I just don't know what I want. And I'm like, yes, you do. Yes, you do know what you want. So, yes, she was giving white bread. Rhett was giving me a child. That is who I thought of <laughs> in these book characters. Okay. Getting into the spice, I gave this two peppers. How many peppers did you give it? Two peppers. We're on the same page. All right. I had two scenes in particular that I would like to discuss. First is the cowboy hat scene, but I I think that you're obviously going to talk about it because it's top tier. But for me, personally, the height for me was the goddamn assless chaps oh my god i was on the floor i don't know that i would be able to rock a pair of assless chaps but now i would like to try so the assless chap scene is that at like the first event that they go to summer's walking around at the vendor she finds this pair of assless chaps like i don't know (laughs) i don't think i need to keep saying assless chaps because all chaps are assless so just chaps. She finds the pair of chaps and they're like leather and they were expensive. I don't think she was like poor, or like hard for money, but she was like, what the fuck do I need these chaps for? So she didn't get them. Well, Rhett's behind her, buys them. I don't know, way early into the book. So then at the end, he surprises her with these assless chaps 
regular cheese surprises her with these chaps and puts them on, like takes everything off from under her and puts them on. He grips the leather strap around her waist with one hand, her ass with another, and fuck her like she was made for me. He says, you're going to take it, Summer. Take every fucking inch, and you're going to scream my name when you come. Here we go. Here's a sap-centric quote. What a good fucking girl you are. Fucking your fingers while I fuck your throat. Goodbye. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. He ate her like the Last Supper. (laughs) literally literally and he said this is never too much of this i'll eat this pretty i hate saying this word is it cunt no it's a pure you don't like the pussy word no do you want me to read it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just hate that word Okay, so he's eating her like the Last Supper. He says, there's never too much of this. I'll eat this pretty pussy all day, every day, if it means I get to watch you squirm around and beg for my cock. I love doing this for you. I love you doing this for me, too. Thank you. Just so hot. And there is a scene where Dr. Douche calls her, and they're in the hotel room together. And And you can tell Rhett is pissed. So Rhett tells her to answer the phone. And as she's answering the phone, he like lifts her to his mouth and just starts going at it while she's on the phone Punching. with Dr. Douche. He, I love a man that loves to go down on you. And he fits into that category for sure. And then um, the first time they're like going to have sex and um, she sees his dick for the first time. And he, um, she goes, Jesus, I'm going to pay for this tomorrow, aren't I? And he smirks. If you're not walking bow-legged tomorrow, I haven't done my job tonight. <laughs> and then he keeps like they so they start and he like wants her to be like, I want you. Like I want to have sex with like I want you. And um he doesn't like so he like keeps her on edge and he asks her and she just like she doesn't say anything. And he's like, try again. And so he thrusts into her, setting a more punishing pace. And he goes, I'll keep you screaming all night until you tell me. He's like, I'll keep you on edge all night until you tell me that you want me. Like once the floodgates open, they open and they do so via the cowboy hat scene. And basically Summer and Rhett, like she was willing to give them a chance and she shows up and he's talking to this like girl and she gets all jealous. And there's this like complete dick on the rodeo tour. I feel like there are probably several dicks on the rodeo. Several, several assholes. I don't think I'd want to hang around the rodeo. No. Anyways, the like, the like douche of the tour takes her out. And so she's like, whatever, fuck it. I'm going to get drunk and I'm going to make him jealous. But then in the bar, she puts his hat on her head, which is like a apparently sin a sin. We want everyone to know in case you find yourself in a situation. Where you could put a bull rider's hat on your head. That means that you're fucking them later. So be careful whose hat you place on your head. Obviously, this pisses Rhett off. And so he takes her back to the hotel. They're like making out a little bit in the alley. And then they get in the hotel elevator and just stare at each other, which I'm such a fan of. The tension was brewing. The tension was so thick. And then they get to the door and he's basically like, do you want to do this? Like, there's no turning back. Once I fuck you, I'm not turning back. 
And she just slowly places his hat on her head. Hot. Hot. And he's like, I want to do very ungentlemanlike things to you. And she was like, ruin me. Like, this was a cowboy kink for sure. Yes. I was just like, the hat thing was hot. And I think that hat thing was hot. And they didn't have sex when it happened. I think that there is something so intimate about a bath scene. Like, when they're just taking a bath together, he's, like, whispering in her ear. They're, like, cleaning each other off. Like, they're not, like, having sex. I was like, I think that is just, like, very intimate and very hot. Okay, here's the issue that I had with the bath scene. When you pictured these hotels, did you picture, like, the St. Regis? Or did you picture, like... Motel 6. Yeah, like the Ramada <laughs> Inn. <laughs> I was thinking, like, like a day's in. Okay, would you take a fucking bath in a day's in? But no, but then I looked it up, and apparently there is so much money that goes into the bull riding community that they really do stay at, like, the four seasons. Okay. I'm glad that you looked it up because I was like, Mm-mm, we are not bathing in a motel. Like, we no. are not using the bath in a motel. Like, y'all both fit. <laughs> that is <laughs> a skinny bitch problem that we cannot relate to. Nope. But yeah, the spice was hot. Um, His voice got raspy a lot of times, which he smirks. Mm-hmm. Her nickname was, was her nickname was Princess, and he knew it drive like drove her up the wall. I love a princess nickname, a patronizing nickname that turns into like mushy and adoring. That's my kryptonite. Yeah, hot. I mean, nothing. Hot, I mean, yeah, slap my ass and call and say yeehaw. Like I'm here <laughs> for it. Give me a cowboy hat. Okay, we are gonna get into some discussion questions and (laughs) I think I already ruined the first one for Emily with my shoulder length hair situation but who did you picture this cast to look like okay for some reason I don't know why I thought he was blonde so I imagine Kip is Kevin Costner 100% that's the dad right yeah her dad the agent okay I just like Yellowstone Kevin Costner I actually thought of Summer and Rhett. Okay, have you ever watched The Longest Ride on Netflix? Yeah, I have. So I, so I, that is who I envisioned Summer and Rhett to be like, be the main guy and girls from The Longest Ride. So Scott Eastwood is the guy, and I don't remember the girl's name. Oh, Britt Robertson. Okay, I pictured Rhett. As, like, a young Chris Pine. That's a good one. Thank you. And then I pictured Summer as Zoe Hart from Heart of Dixie. I don't know what her real name is. Oh, wasn't she in the oh, Rachel Bisson? Yes. Rachel Bilson. That's who I pictured her as. That's a good casting. Thank you so much. I'm proud of it. But, yeah, when I... When I read the review that had the hair, the shoulder length hair, I was like, oh no. Yeah, that's I didn't picture him looking like fucking Jesus. No, <laughs> no. Like, so the second question is so they asked a lot, like, if you died right now, would you be happy? So, Sab, if you died right now, would you be happy? Yeah. I think if I died right now, I'd be pissed that I spent so much time in school and working. But, like, I can't just quit my job on that premise 
But yeah, I'm I'm pretty satisfied with where I'm at in life currently. Like I'm happy with this season of life. What about you? I think I'd also be happy. Okay. Yeah. I like, hope you would have... also be pissed that you've spent so much time in school. Yeah. No, easily. Like ever had like yesterday the weather was just so nice. Like it was crisp, but it was nice. It was finally not raining. And sometimes I'd just do like a little like walk around campus, just like between my um night class. And I was like, you ever have those moments where you're like, wow, like joy. Yeah. You ever get those yeah. like epiphany moments? So yeah, I, I had that moment yesterday too. Like, wow, like I'm happy to be alive. What a good yeah. day. So I think I would be happy if I died right now. Okay. My no, last no, wait, question. wait, no. I would not be happy if I died right now. If I died right now, I would. Would you be? I don't. I don't want to die right. I won't be happy if I died right now. Yeah, but would you die peacefully? Like, would you die yes. happy? Yes. But you'd be pissed that you were dead. Yeah. Okay. That's fair, I think. Yeah. Okay. My next question. Of the four female characters in this book, you've got Summer, Willa, the sister, and the mom. I would like for you to rank them summer between summer and willa who's the best and between willa winter and the mom who's the worst mom is the worst willa's the best you think the mom is worse than the sister i think the mom is worse than the sister because the mom created the environment for the sister to act this way okay that's fair what about you i think i think that the sister's pretty fucking horrible like Like, she could have broken the cycle and been a sister to Summer who was all alone. Like, she didn't have to carry the same animosity that the mom carried. The mom is awful. Like, don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I just think Willa was a cunt. Or not Willa. Winter was a cunt. That's how I felt. She was a raging bitch for no reason. Like, no reason. And when I... They came to the hospital to get Rhett checked out. Like, even Rhett picked up on the vibes with the, si- like, the sister. He even said, he's like, summer is all warm and fuzzy, whereas winter is cold and dreadful. Yeah. So, if I had to rank them, it would be Willa, summer, the mom, winter. Yeah, I felt bad. Like, summer was in the hospital because the dad had a heart attack. And she's, like, next to him. And the mom is like, get out, move. Yeah, like, like what the fuck? Bitch. Yeah. Fuck like, you. also, Kip, grow a pair of balls and, like, put her in her place. Yeah, stick up for your girl. Yeah. I was like, that's fucked up. I also hate that their names were summer and winter. I mean, what a terrible, terrible that's thing such to a do country, kids. Such a country thing. That's a bumpkin-ass thing to do. Yeah. That's very yeah. country. Not for me. All right. Well, it's time to put Rhett on our boyfriend pyramid. If you're unfamiliar with our boyfriend pyramid, it goes as follows. First of all, we're women in STEM, so this is scientifically backed and proven, um, trademarked. Somehow it's going to be backed by the FDA soon. We don't know why. Okay, so the bottom is ultimate friends with benefits. You would do it once, maybe a couple times, maybe you're telling your friends, maybe not. Meet the family is like, you're down to long-term date this person. They can come to your family Thanksgiving, all the things. White picket fence. You want to have a nice house in suburbia with a red door and two kids and a dog with this person. 
And then at the top is God tier. Not everyone can be God tier. But honestly, we went on a little binge. We had two (laughs) God tiers back to back, both of us, which was crazy. So, Emily, where are you putting Rhett on the boyfriend pyramid? I think meet the fam. But I think that when I do bring him around, some people will be skeptical and I have to be like, no, like, like try to hype him up a little bit. Yeah. I'm putting him at meet the fam. What about you? You know, when like you show pictures of a boy to your friends and your initial reaction is like, no, no, like he looks better in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you wouldn't have to do that for red looks wise, but like personality wise, you'd have to be like, no, no, give him a chance. Yeah, but I may meet the fam. Might end up together, might not, but. I think I'm doing long-term fuck buddy. Several months, consistently. I come home from the bars, I text him on my way home, he meets me at the house, he goes down on me, he leaves. Like, that, I think, is really a perfect combination. And that's what I'm signing up for. That's what you're signing up for. hmm Yeah, see? Rhett didn't make it past the second. He did not all can. Not not all can. He was just a little too man childy for me. And yeah. I mean, if we're being fucking honest, I don't like a small town and I don't like a romance. I lost respect for Rat when he spilled and blurted out summer secret in front of everybody. Yeah. Like not even her dad knew. And like for him not to be able to control his anger and not be and then for him to be mad about how Summer reacted about that. Crazy. I it was so fucked. Yeah, no, I lost him too. And I don't think that I would have forgiven him. And I think it would have been fine if she didn't. Yeah. Like, grateful that they came back together, whatever, because it made for a good story. But that was fucking shitty. And then he punched someone in the middle of a hospital while your dad is in the emergency room and had a heart attack. I would fucking kill you. And, like, she has been working so hard to do his image and stuff. that like for nothing. So I thought that was fucked up. Yeah, childish. I agree with you. Can't bounce back from that. No. Well, we really hope that you guys like this episode and that you guys like the whole cowboy yeehaw aspect. We <laughs> certainly did. Um, next week, we are going back to the Dreamland Billionaire series with Final Offer by Laura Asher. We're excited to see how the series closes and we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Bye.